So today's Amen is Dafid Gimel Amen Aleph. And we're starting, we'll start again from the Tanan Hossam on Dafid Days and Days, where the Gemara is discussing the, the Din of Meisir. Right? We're going on the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Rosh Hashanah, Echa Batisha, Rosh Hashanah, Liyarakis. Right? Yeah, so here the Mishnah says like this Tanan Hossam, Mishnah in Meisir, now Tilsan. Tilsan is a type of a tavern, as she says, a type of a spice, a bean, that the people type it fenugreek, is Misha Titzmach. When it sprouts, and it's so Rashi says Tvua means both grain and grapes and wine. They're both called Tvua. And Zesim is olives, and then Mishaviyushlish. And Rashi says is that the seed sprouts within the plant. And the Yishayim say it's from the Yishalmi that it means you could plant the seed. Not like Rashi, because means it's grown enough that you could plant it. But Rashi learns that these things, you know, there's normally, what's considered the year of the Maishas, Lagabe, Maishim, Yishana, Lechaverta, and Lagabe, Lagabe, the, whether it's Maishim, Sheni, or Maishim, Oni, by a tree, it's which year it was chayned, which year it blossomed. What's considered the year by Yerik? Which year was picked? But these things, dug into Yerush and Yitzhar, as she says, is totally in Havashlish. Has to be a third. Why? Because those are their Abana. Abana made these takanas for whatever reason I'm going to explain later. Mashenka, this is the Raisa. The Raisa, you go bust Havashlish. Minani Mili. So first one was Maishas of Israel. The two of his Aesim should be a Slish, Minani Mili. Amr Avashi Berechan Amata Mishmeda Avesi Aglili. Amr Krab. Mikait Shevish Shan and Bemay Shnasa Shmita Bechaga Sukhais. Shnasa Shmita May Vidate Bechaga Sukhish Minasi. The Torah references the year that they read the Torah, the Hakal, the time that they read the Torah, is at the end of seven years, so it's after Shemitah, Hakal Gesukas, but it says, Mayit Shnasa Shemitah, it says, Shnasa Shemitah, why is it saying Shnasa Shemitah? Elay Malach, Kol Tvua Shemaviyah Shlish B'Shviyas Lefnei Rosh Hashanah, Tabayi B'Minik Shmiyas B'Shminas. That since the Tvua, which is, has Havar Shlish before Rosh Hashanah, is considered Tvua of Shviyas, right? And the Torah also says, why is it different than the drasha b'charish b'katsa tishbas? One and two drashas. What b'charish b'katsa tishbas teaches you the ksir shel shviyas that goes the way to shviyas. So Taisha says one is talking about the dine avida, right? To be kaitzer kedarkei, and that's Taisha shviyas. And this talking about being naig the yisurei shviyas, like iser shchira or the din beer. Which has to do with the papers. So I'm going to observe the Vasi, the Dumalay Ayal Klau, the Kamrahman, the Sham, the Tesla, the Chagas, the Kais. Maybe it's just the Hilcha Shvius, last till Sukkis, right? How do you know that Shvius stops in Rosh Hashanah? Maybe this Pasuk teaches you that you should know that when it's at the end of Shemitah, Shemitah keeps going till Sukkis. How do you know not? Right? If Sukkis is called Chagas Shemitah, maybe it's because. Anything you pick on Sukkot, right? Even if it didn't, even if it wasn't ripe at all, right? The mitzvah shviyas goes till Sukkot. 
מה יש לו יש לך כדאי איתך? כן, בי. נכסיב, וחייקה אוסף בצייס השנה. חייקה אוסף בצייס השנה. עכשיו, מה זה מין? מהי אוסף? אילמה חייקה בו בזמן הסיפה. חייקה אוסף means the festival, the yamtif of האוסף means that comes at the time that you're gathering in the tour from the field, right? Which is Bashi Pshat. Someone I think said correctly that, you know, we see in the Torah, the Torah doesn't give names for dates. And Terry doesn't name the months, he numbers the months, right? Terry doesn't name the days of the week, numbers them. And Shainim said there's a reason because you want to number the months to count them from Pesach, and you number the days of the week. But I think it's not numbered. So someone tied it, and I think he's right linguistically. Terry never gives names for Shabbos and Yantafiva. It's not naming the day. The day is not called Shabbos, right? Identification of the day is Yayim HaShvi. But it's Yayim HaShabbos. It's a description of the day, not the name of the day. It's the day where you share this. Not meant to be a name. The same thing the Yom Tevim. The Torah doesn't identify, right? It tells you the date, right? B'chaydash HaShvi, B'chaydash HaVishay. The date, Yavachak, Yavachak, B'shiv HaShyamah. Right? But when the Torah gives a description of the Chag, the Torah gives a description. It's the Chag HaMatzah, it's the Chag HaKatsir, it's the Chag HaOviv, it's the Chag HaSukais, it's the Chag HaOsif. They're not different names to a specific date or a specific holiday. They're descriptions of the holiday. That's the... Yeah, anyone understands it, what this means with a thief guy, or a chilek between the two. I think he has a point. I, that's the thing I was saying. No. Just uh, the first day. No, the first day. Just, just what the pasuk means. Just what the pasuk means. No, it's just what the pasuk means. The pasuk, when the pasuk says chag, chag hakaser, it's not naming the yamtiv, and then we happen to call it a different name. We call chag hashvus, which the Torah calls that also. You know what I'm saying? No, it's describing the yamtiv. Anyway, but that's what the Gemara is saying here, right? Why do we say chag ha'asif? Right? If, if the Pasuk means the Zman HaAsifa, right? The Yantif that comes, Chag HaBob is Zman HaAsifa, right? That's a description of Chag HaAsif. It says, Pasuk HaSem Right? So already described it. You don't need the word HaAsif to describe it, right? I'm saying if Asif is the name, the Kashi wouldn't be, uh, you know, and Chag HaBob is Zman HaAsifa is the reason for the name, the Kashi wouldn't make that much sense. But Asif is not a name, it's a description, right? So if Chag Asif, if the point of saying Chag Asif means I'm describing the Chag as the Chag above as Mana Asifa, it already described it. Right afterwards it says, Bas Pukas Masechem and Asada. So what does it mean, Chag Asif? The Gemara is dashing, my Asif cuts it. Asif means cutting it. That's not the literal translation of Asif. Asif can mean gathering, but Asif could also mean cutting it. Asif could also mean the act of reaping, right? The act of ktsira. That also could be referred to as asif. 
So Chag Asif, right? The Chag that you kaitzer is the Asif, the Asifi you do on Chag Asukas is B'tseis Hashana, is Lysia's Asif. That's what the Torah means. The Chag on Sukkot, the Asif, the Ksira that you make on Chag Asukas is B'tseis Hashana, is the end of the year, the going out of the year. It belongs to the previous year. And Tyson says, well, that Pasuk alone wouldn't do it. You know, it's a little too much of a jush. And you need the idea of the Shnasa Shemitah to reinforce it. But Shnasa Shemitah doesn't tell you clearly that it's the, the things that you're cutting on Sukkot that Shnasa Shemitah. Shnasa Shemitah could mean that Shemitah itself extends to Sukkot. That was his kasha. Tisham But once we have this, we have Shnasa Shemitah, which could mean that the things that you cut are Shnasa Shemitah, and we have this Pasuk Chag Asif, Asif meaning Katsir, and B'tzei Sashana meaning that on this Chag, the Asif, what you cut is B'tzei Sashana. And Ba'askos Masech has a different translation of Asif. That translation of Asif is bringing in the Tvur. See, they would really cut it, the Tvur earlier, usually, and leave it out in the field to dry, and other fruits also they would leave out for drying or for further processing, and they would bring everything in before the Yemaisek Shaman on Sukkot. That's the, that's the Pashib Shad and Asif. But the Gemara is dashing Asif meaning to cut, and B'tzei Sashana meaning what you cut now is B'tzei Sashana. So what's the Pshat that everything you cut on Sukkot is considered B'tzei Sashana? Because it already ripened sufficiently in the previous year that it's called that year. And how much is that? Kimlu Chazal, that how much what can we know for sure about the ripening of the previous year of its cut on Sukkot? Sukkot is two weeks after Rosh Hashanah, right? The two weeks cannot be, it had to be at least a third. If it's fully ripe on Sukkot, it has to be at least a third ripe on Rosh Hashanah. Fine? That's what the Gemara says. Amalek Rabbeim Miller Abzeir. Rabbeim asked a question to Abzeir. Kimler Abanam Mishlish, Lepachas Mishlish. Did the Rabbanan really, could the Rabbanan really tell on the ripening of a thing if it's a third or less than a third? Could you tell exactly? I mean, you know, it's a, it's a process. I'm saying, like, how would you measure it in, in fractions like that? Third? That was the cash. Amalei, Lava Minalach, didn't I tell you? Don't bring yourself that, uh, right? In other words, don't try to be a kaifa b'divri chazal. The fact of b'shechacham, you know? It's like someone would say today, you know, don't be a kaifa, don't be an apikairus here. Right? That question is not a valid question. Call me this chacham kachu. That's a chachama. They can make these midas. Barabam so table, barabam so chas the current of any achalitvul bad. Right? The shea 40 stars is saying, mayim she kol gufa elabem. Now, do we know exactly how much water it is a kol gufa elabem? Answer is yes, we do. Forty saw. Yeah, and if it's a drop less, so it's not. And if it's and if it's forty saw, it's fine. And that's how that's how the shir chacham work. The same thing. Why is it matamit to mesaychlin? And shir chacham that's like an egg. If it's exactly an egg, it's matamit to mesaychlin. 
and you burn cumin kachim, and if it's one mashu less than egg, it's tar gomer. Right? Well, do you know exactly how much people eat? Yes, we do. If it's a thread less, then it's not Matami Medjus. Right? So it's interesting what the Kasha was and what the Gemara's Territz was. It's a definitely an interesting discussion. Rabbi Khanan writes that all this Yerim are there, Halach That's what he writes. They didn't, they didn't figure it out. They were Sinai. To me, I think the Gemara is saying Fakert. Now, the Nigan of the Gemara seems to me Fakert. The Fakert. And it was Masha Atayel Chachamim. Chachamim have it right. Halacha works that way. That Chachamim could be Kaveya a shir. Right? You have to be Kaveya. You have to Kaveya a specific shir. And that Kaveya the fee, the best Hashara that they could make. And that becomes the Halacha Kavua. And that's it. That's what it is. And the same thing with shlish. How to figure out shlish? You know what I'm saying? Because I'll what shlish is, and that becomes the that becomes the shear. That's shlish, and that the Torah recognizes that to be shlish, even if it's in scientifically a little bit off. That's what I that's what I think the Gemara means. And 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 Allah will will remain that way. How do I so then Rabbi Yimri said, no, I'm not, I'm not saying good, right? This, you know, it's a tifa gemara. Do understand this, what Rabbi Yimri's kazari is here. Why? Because there was a, there was a discussion that the chavrayim, the talmidim of the basic basic medrash, asked the shaila to have kana. The shaila was, Question was, when they first came to Eretz Yisrael, they came to Eretz Yisrael on the 10th day of Nisan. Right? As Mavur in the Pesukim, in Yeshua. Right? Meisha died in Zion Adar. And they spent 30 days mourning his death. Right? I mean, the Pesukim doesn't say it. Really, we know it because of backwards. But, but in Yeshua it says that after Meisha Rabbeinu's mourning was complete, he told everybody that in three days we're crossing the Yardin. We're crossing the Yardin, the Jordan River, into Eretz Yisrael. And the Pasuk identifies that time as the 10th of Nisan. The 10th of Nisan, they crossed the Yardin, and then they were in Eretz Yisrael. And that's when they started the Kibbish Eretz Yisrael, right? With Yerichai, with... Um, but it was... I think it was before the Battle of Yerichai, the Pasuk says it was the 10th of Nisan where they crossed the Yardin. They, the Yardin split for them and they took the 12 stones and the whole thing. And they did a verse meal on everybody. And they brought the carbon Pesach shortly afterwards, right? So they brought the carbon Eimer. Carbon Eimer is brought on the second day of Pesach. It's a carbon made from barley. And it's Matir Chadash. And we'll see how we knew that they brought the carbon iron. But his question was, where did they get it from? If you're going to say that it became ripe when a guy owned it, means before they came into Eretz Yisrael, so that wouldn't work, because So if it became ripe already, while it belonged into possession of the guy, in other words, before the 10th of Nisan, when they took over the, whatever part of the land they took over already, 
So that would not be qualified for the Aymer because that's not Ketzirchem. As Reish is Ketzirchem, not only it has to belong to you when you cut it, but it also has to belong to you when it became ripe. That's what Gemara says. Mishiruya likatsir hu kruya katsir, as she says. Ketzirchem means when it's ready to become cut. So the Gemara says, and how do you know they actually brought the Aymer? Maybe they said, okay, we have nothing that's Ketzirchem, so uh, we don't do the Aymer. It says there that they ate from the produce of the field on the day after Pesach. So the day after Pesach they ate, but originally they didn't eat. So what's the chat? It means from the produce of the land. So why did they wait till Machras of Pesach to eat it? Why didn't they eat the produce before Pesach? There it says, because it's Chadash. So how could they eat Machas of Pesach? It must be because they brought the Eimer. And Taisa says, there aren't enough that hold that you could eat it with Machas Pesach. Even if you didn't bring the Eimer, this Gemara is going like the time of that. If you don't bring the Eimer, you've got to wait till the next day. So since they ate it with Machas of Pesach, they didn't eat it before. Taisa says it was an Issa Chadash. They ate it with Machas of Pesach. They brought the Eimer. So it had to be they brought the Eimer. Now how did they bring the Eimer? Teretzes. Well, they came in, right? They found Tvua, which was almost a Viyushlish. Right? And they said, okay, it's almost a Viyushlish. And now we're going to wait till it's a Viyushlish. And it's ready to be Yisrael. And then it'll be called Ketzircha. So that's what they, that's what they did. So But one second, if people aren't able to tell when's the view shlish, so maybe it was already a view shlish. How do you know it wasn't a view shlish? it must be you could tell. You could look at the wheat and see if it's a view shlish or not. So So here too, Kimlu. Right? So you could tell. So it must be you could tell. So Gemara says, one second. Maybe they, 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 they got some wheat, which when they came to the land on the 10th day of Nisan, it wasn't, it wasn't ripe at all. It was uh, clearly like, uh, you know, it was at zero. Now you could tell it's not a Vishlish. Right? If it's already like kind of a quarter ripe, so you can't tell the difference. Quarter, third, that, you know, that's uh, we have no way of determining that. So it's like Sakadite. That can't be. The nation went up from the Arden on the 10th day of the month. Right? If it wasn't Ayal Klau, then in five days, it's not going to be anything. Right? You're not going to be able to use that for the Aymer. Right? Elamai, the Isle River, Aydanka. Okay, so you can say well, it was a quarter or a six, so I'm saying, how is it going to work? Elamai is looking Eretz Tzvi Ksivbei. Eretz Tzvi, it's compared to a deer, and the deer runs very fast, so the pears of Eretz Shol, they ripen very fast. So, Achanami, 
the Uraya isn't a good Raya. Eretz speaks of maybe it's like was totally gone, and then in five days later, it's already it's already done. That's the Gemara. So Tesis on the bottom, we'll get through a little bit more, but let's just get to what we're doing right now. Tesis on the bottom that says Nachanam Eretz Svi. He says, so what did the Gemara mean before that Tvush and Exerx Bechag be Dush of Yishish of Neir Shashana? If we're talking about an Eretz Tzvi, right? So why would be a Dush of Yishish of Neir Shashana? It sounds like, unless it's a Yishish Achar Shashana, it won't be ready in two weeks. And he was saying it's an Eretz Tzvi. So he says that they were talking about fully ripe Tvur. Fully ripe Tvur, and it was going from less than a third. To fully ripe, even in Eretz Tzvi, is going to take you more than two weeks. If it's ready in two weeks, it must have been a third. But Aymer doesn't eat fully ripe for Aymer is caramel. So it doesn't have to be fully ripe. So in order to reach the stage of Aymer, nice days, that could happen in five days. All right. So let's go over the Gemara again, yeah? So what did the Gemara say? The Gemara said that we have a, the Pasuk that teaches us, is really two Pesukim, that teaches us that the din is our Shlish, is because we have a Pasuk that Sukkot is called Chasa and we have a Pasuk that Chanka Asif is called Betzei Sashana, meaning that things that you cut on Sukkot is definitely considered from the past year, from Shemitah or from Betzei Sashana. Why? The shear of ripening that is considered from that year is shlish. Because Kibnul Erbanan, that anything that you cut fully ripe on circus had to be at least a shlish before a shashat. So Rabbi said, because Hazal really tell them it's shlish and less than a shlish. And Abzeri admonished him, right? Because for saw and Beya and, right? And, uh, and Shalosh, Shalosh, Shalosh. And then Rabbi himself said, well, the truth is that you see they could because had they bring the Aymer when they came into Eretz Yisrael, they must have been able to see that it wasn't the Shlish B'yadakum. And the Muslim maybe was like, I'll claw. So he said, no, because then it wouldn't have been ready in five days. And the Muslim says, and if it was a quarter and a sixth, would it be ready in five days? I'll my Eretz Tzvi. So Eretz Tzvi could work even if it's L'yayal Klaw. Let's think about it. So Rebbe on the side asks Shaila, he asks a question like this. He says, what did Rebbe mean by his kasha? Right? Did Rebbe he said, he thinks Rebbe meant by his kasha, he would have thought, I mean, he's asking kasha on the Gemara, but he would have thought Rebbe would have meant by the kasha is that Chazal wouldn't be able to understand the growing of the Tfu in this way that they can make a sweeping definitive statement that any time it was cut on sukkahs, it had to be at least a shlish by Rosh Hashanah. Right? That would be too difficult for them to determine. But when you look at a thing to see that it's a shlish, he said, that's partially you could do, Vaharaya. Because the Mishnah says, a tvum is shlish, right? The Mishnah says the Mishnah, right? A tvum is shlish. So obviously, able to tell. Why else would the Mishnah say that? Right? If you can't tell, so what do you mean with Shaviyu Shlish? Why are you always afraid that it might have been a Shlish? 
And Elamite, you can see that it's not a Vyush Lish. That's what he asks. Which is a little bit shvei the way he's learning. I mean, it's Milvad that he says, the Gemara doesn't stim in the end, but but it's a little bit shvei is that what was even Nebuchadnezzar's answer, right? Nebuchadnezzar wasn't discussing a knowledge of, you know, of, of botany and that, you know what I'm saying? He was discussing, right, furisa means an idea of having a precise shear on something that would seem to be somewhat approximate, right? That, that, that's not clear. I, I, you, could, you can answer, really. But Shasem says, Vaisdes like this, Vaisdes, if you know, if you could tell exactly when it is, so you could, through, I guess, through observation, through scientific observation, you could go and see that when, when you could see it, when something is a certain amount in Rosh Hashanah, how long would it be? By Sukkis, right? If you're, if you're a farmer, you could uh, you'd be able to tell. Right? The, the only Rebbeim's problem was is that the sheer shlish is not a precise shear. So merely wouldn't be able to make that observation. And there Rebbeim was telling him, no, the sheer shlish is a precise shear. And uh, and right? That's what the that's what he said. In other words, the, and, and either Mishnah says Mishavi or shlish. If the shear is shlish, so you'll have to be that it wasn't a shlish. I guess it would have to be pretty small in order to uh, give me a share of shlish and I'm not able to tell. It doesn't mean that I can't use the shear. You know what I'm saying? I have to know for sure that it's not shlish, whatever the case may be. But uh, that's what seemed to chat in the Gemaris. Okay. Now, the thesis of, yeah, a few interesting tasting. One is um, the Lake Katsir Nachri. Taisa says, What do you mean it's Katsir Nachri? It's Yushi Lehmeh Avesehem. Right? And he brings the Gemara in Avay Dezara that the Avay Dezara is that they, that they had in the land couldn't become us because Ainan Maisa Davashay Nishalai. So Taisa says, A cryptic answer, Mikamakam Yeshlai Bimashe Zara. Yeshlai Bimashe Zara. Not clear what it means. But uh, I think the Elam time is that there's this in a Kenyan Guf and Kenyan Payers. The Guf of Eretz Yisrael was Yerushalayim Avisayim, was ready theirs before they came in. But the Payers, right, belonged to the, to the Gaim who planted the land, right? They were, had enough Rishus on the land that they should own the Payers that they themselves planted. Okay. Right, but this is a, an interesting thesis. And I like the precious Rachim has like a whole Arichas, exactly who owned Eretz Yisrael and Raif Shingamar is this way and that way. But um, this is an important thesis in that discussion. The other thing is also an interesting discussion that he, the, the Gemara says, means, the word means that on Tez Zion Nisan, they ate the Chadash, right? Because they brought the Aymer. That was the right, they brought the Aymer. So Taisus brings a kasha from Rabbi Avram ibn Ezra. I quote it often in Taisus. Avram ibn Ezra, that Mimachas HaPesach in the Torah means Tezvav Nisan, not Tezayin Nisan. Because the Torah never identifies what we call Pesach, the end of Pesach as Pesach. The Torah identifies that as Chagam. That's 
Mukhaga cuts or whatever. What the Gemara, what the Torah calls Pesach is Yedalad. Which means that you bring a carbon Pesach. And Mimachas a Pesach, the Pesha Pesach and Pesach's Massey, Mimachas a Pesach Yasun Eshomer Tmitrayim. They left the day after Pesach. What does that mean? They left on Tezvav, as everyone knows, right? Tarot says it's the day after Yedalad. So how come Vayechlum Yevor Eretz Mimachas a Pesach? The Gemara is saying it means Tezayim. So Rabbeinatam says that Vayechlum Yevor Eretz Mimachas a Pesach means the Yashan. It means the Yashan. And then Matzah Sukkoli Betzlam Yehim is there, the end of the Pasuk, that means the Chadash. Vayechlum Yevor Eretz Mimachas a Pesach means the Yashan Mimachas a Pesach. And Matzah Sukkoli Betzlam Yehim is there, the Betzlam Yehim is there, that was Tezayim. And Be'etzim Yehimazeh, that was the, the Chadash state. That was Rabbi Tam's answer to Rabbi Ram Ibn Ezra. They corresponded, the two. So, uh, yeah, so the Gemara, the Taisus discusses that. And Taisus says in Alipshan that the, that Mimachas Abbas could mean either one. Right? It depends what you're referring to. If you're referring to the Shkitas Abbasach, so that Mimachas HaPesach means the Tezvav. If you're referring to the Achilles HaPesach, so then Mimachas HaPesach can mean Tezayin. Mimachas HaPesach can mean either one. And because it says Mevorites, which we're saying means the Chadash, so we're saying that Mimachas HaPesach means Tezayin. Okay. <laughs>